Good morning and welcome back to CJ Tries to Podcast. It is Friday the 27th of December 2019. Um, Yes, I know I usually post on Thursdays, but as I mentioned in I think the first episode on what I'm going to be doing this holiday, one of the things we plan to do is play Don't Starve Together um, as me and my brothers. And it's spilled over over two days, um, on and off, and also there were power cuts. So, eh. anyway, I saved Thursday's podcast for Friday, which I think is allowed. Yeah. So, let's get into this podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be unboxing 20 things I did this year, or 20 talking about 20 things I unboxed this year. So. By unboxed, I mean 20 things that I did for the first time or 20 things that are absolutely new to me in 2019. Yeah, so unboxing day. Yeah, that's my new holiday or whatever. Yeah, let's go. So I actually went back into Google Photos to help me um remember things which i did for the first time this year and one of the first photos from january 2019 which is number one on my unboxing day list is riding a bike yes i am an adult and i didn't know how to ride a bike until this year but at the beginning of 2019 my brother um taught me how to ride a bike oh first i bought a bike which is cool it's so cute it's so cute and purple um and it even has a name chariot papuru um or purple chariot (laughs) uh it's a jojo reference um my friend oh bill helped me name it bill masuku hey yeah so that's number one i learned how to ride a bike yay i can finally ride a bike number two is dungeons and dragons dungeons and dragons so i mean i've known about it for years of course i mean um stated in pop pop culture Uh, being into games but I've never had a chance to play it because first of all where the hell would I even get the polyhedral dice I didn't know Um, especially in Zambia in Zambia I I literally don't know where you can get those Um, but I found I was invited by a friend actually um, to a group of yeah a group that does Dungeons and Dragon sessions every two weeks in Port Elizabeth. Um, stop, drop, and roll. Um, I'll link them in the description. And yeah, I've been committed, I guess, to going there every two weeks. And it's honestly been so amazing. Like it's, oh, it's been like so fun. It's like it's like, uh, it's a great escape. It's like you know being free with your imagination as a kid again. Uh, my character Samira of the Sands, Samira or Sam for short is a tabaxi warlock and i love her i love her so much she hasn't died this year and i'm so happy yay and she won't die she won't die next year um yeah no dms are gonna touch her great uh number three is fiverr um so i've had a pioneer card for since 2017 since mid 2017 um i got it from being um uh in the Google Summer of Code, from doing the Google Summer of Code, they send you a Pioneer card uh, so that you can actually pay paid for the work you do in open source. And I hadn't done much with it, and I realized, you know what, let me try and um, get into freelancing. Um, a lot of people use Fiverr for freelancing, so I tried it out. Um, 
I only use it for writing though at the moment I just write articles and any other writing stuff and it's been it's been pretty good it's been okay it's been pretty good it's not like I get tons of money from it it's just an occasional little couple of dollars uh, from gigs but the thing I like is I guess I'm learning um, how to work with customers and so far my favorite customers have been um, older women I would say or something for writing articles because I think my writing style which is natural it's I do more natural conversational like you know like that comforting talking to each other I don't really do uh, SEO heavy articles and clickbaity stuff which someone did ask me to do and I had to cancel that order uh, and it counted against my whatever order count whatever but yeah I liked it and I'm hoping that I can get more people to write for who would like a converse who would like a nice conversational tone um, oh wait actually a new recent favorite customer was someone who asked me to write an article about scavenger hunts which is fun like yeah I like them um, number four is a whole year of therapy sessions so um, therapy or counseling I don't know because I'd actually um, anyway Law, uh, um, our department um, in the university at the university, um, Nostra Medal University, uh, there is free counseling provided for students. I hope that's the case with most universities because honestly, it's very needed, very needed, very needed, and it probably saved my year. It saved my year, the free counseling sessions for students, because um, yeah, I was struggling a lot with anxiety and depression and I was assigned at first I was I saw a counselor briefly but then they assigned me a psychologist and I was able to see her I think almost every two weeks or every month um, and we would talk and all that stuff and um, I just learned how to have better coping mechanisms and how to changed my way of thinking about a lot of things and yeah i'm so grateful for that if your university has three counseling sessions i really hope that um you can i really hope that they do something for you if you do take them and if you haven't and if you need it um, i think you should definitely try it out um number five which is kind of linked to the whole year of therapy session um is perma so uh, that's p-e-r-m-a-h so I was recommended a PERMA workshop, recommended to do a PERMA workshop at the beginning of the year, um, where every week would go through each of the letters of the PERMA, which is P for positive emotions, E for engagement, R for relationships, M for meaning, A for accomplishment, and H for health. Um, so what it basically is is every letter is something which every as a whole it's used to I guess improve your wellness or improve your well-being and every letter of the thingy stands for yeah all those things I said um, and every week we'll focus on how to improve in those areas um, the most the most can I say useful sessions to me the most useful sessions to me were the relationships session because it's about the creation of authentic and energizing relationships you know i've always 
had a lot of uh, struggle with social my social life um would i call it social yeah i do have a bit of social anxiety but more or less i'm just not socially intelligent i am really not socially intelligent i have definitely improved i have um i can i've actually noticed a huge improvement in myself like i wasn't able to not from the perma but just in general like over the years being more aware and trying to improve my social well-being yeah so that was actually the most useful in relationships and um yeah so that was so that's number five was the perma workshop it uh, yeah it actually helped me and you can actually just look up perma resources if you want that's p-e-r-m-a-h sometimes there's no h i think sometimes there's another letter at the end but yeah just overall might be it's a good way to check your overall well-being and you might learn something from that oh and another thing from perma workshops which i liked was from the first week positive emotions um we were given like a task like a little diary where every day we had to write down three things we were grateful for and i actually still carry that it's literally right next to me in my bag like in my backpack where i keep my laptop i have that little diary although i don't write in it every day anymore but when i started i was writing things every day and it was just really nice like at the end of the day to see focus on the positive uh, things that happened during the day all right enough of this perma ad oh wait actually the next one is kind of linked to perma which is number six which is um okay i'm just gonna call it what i what i what um i learned the better way of putting it is uh kind of the stfu conflict conflict management style um shut the f up conflict management style so um i i i'm calling it that because that's what um that's what Ava and Preach, I don't know if you watch them, but um, this particular video resonated with me in terms of my relationships with other people. So there, were, there, there was a video where Ava and Preach were talking about what's the best like relationship advice you can give someone. And it was shut the F up. Like, um, but it doesn't mean like, um, sh- like shutting the F up all the time or when you need to be heard. But it's just like, okay, so even though I'm not very socially intelligent in the relationships I have with people, sometimes I always want to say, um, or I always want to voice my opinions and concerns and goals, uh, even if it's like, it doesn't, it's it, like, it's not very important or it's, it might cause more harm than good sometimes. Like, you know, like sometimes just, let people say what they want let them have their win because it's sometimes not as harmful as you think i don't know how to say i don't know how to explain it properly okay another way i can explain it is there is this graph i'll i hope i can find it and i link it here there's this kind of graph of um conflict uh, management styles and methods where you have like five animals you have the shark the the fox the owl the turtle and the teddy bear and on the y-axis it's about your personal goals so where your personal goals are like the most important where you need to achieve some personal goals um and at the top of there is the shark and the owl um the x-axis is oh sorry that's just the drain outside i don't know if it's you can hear it um yeah the x-axis is the what is the x-axis i think it's something like your cooperativeness 
Yes, it's cooperativeness. So on the x-axis, um, that's your cooperativeness, how willing you are to cooperate with the person. And down there you have the turtle, which is on the absolute left. So turtle is like bottom left, where it's like uh, you don't have any goals to achieve, and you're not gonna, you're not really cooperating with the person. And on the far right is the teddy bear, where it's like you don't have your goals to achieve, but you really want to cooperate with the person, like you really, um, yeah. So the thing about the and right in the middle of all that is the fox. I'll link, I'll link it, but. Um, the thing about that is um, your it's it's not so you know the first time I learned it I was like okay this is pretty useful but then I, I kind of boxed myself because I was like oh I'm always a, a turtle or a teddy bear in most situations um, okay yeah so I thought that it was like that's my permanent um, alignment but the thing is you can decide which situations you need to move around in um, so like if you need to be assertive uh, to protect yourself you can go to the shark method like not, there's none of them are bad or good it just depends on the context um let's say you need to like for example a family member like i'm always i'm usually a teddy bear with my family a lot where i'll just try and cooperate um i'm usually a teddy bear or a turtle I think before I don't know about now like maybe I'm a bit different now but yeah so I would say the the s the shut the f up is like a turtle or it's a teddy bear not it's the teddy bear thing it's a teddy bear thing a turtle teddy bear thing sometimes you just need to keep quiet sometimes well not keep quiet sometimes you just need to like let the other person have their win like and not make a big deal or yeah there's just go along with what's happening like sometimes someone's just caught in a moment and you don't understand you, you know what like it's hard for me to explain it all i'll just link the video and you'll understand it better um let's see that was number six number seven is oh running my own tabletop rpg so uh from going to the many dungeons and dragons sessions and I was just like, oh man, this is so interesting. And also we started having other D&D sessions. I went to like, like besides the stop, drop and roll ones, um, some, I went to some with some friends. In fact, we're still in a continuing story and something which I've been wanting to do for the long, t for the longest time, since I actually learned about different, about the D&D system applying to a lot of RPGs was I was like, Hey, let me try and host my own RPG session. Though I didn't use the D&D, um, type style uh, RPG I used uh, I, I don't know a d10 system or its own system but I ran my own tabletop RPG and it's Harry Potter and the tabletop RPG I'll link that to you and I also took some liberties with some things like I changed things by myself but being a game master well in this case I'm the headmaster it's fun um, I am Cordelia Wagtail Professor Cordelia Wagtail the story takes place in 2030 and yeah it follows life at hogwarts and there is a story a mystery to unsolve the mystery to uncover and oh my gosh it's so it's so fun it's been so much fun doing that um yeah people really get into character uh we're doing sessions once a month uh right now i believe characters are in fourth year and next in the next session they'll be in fifth year and that'll be it because the mystery will get solved and we'll see what happens afterwards but I've only written uh, or planned up until the end of the fifth year because there is a whole conspiracy and all that stuff. It's really fun. Like, um, 
Oh man, I'll, I'll I'll talk about it like when I'm actually done with it. Maybe I'll add a bonus um, episode. All right, and what was that? What number was that? Oh, this thing doesn't have numbers, so I have to count. Um, eight, number eight now. Number eight now is cosplay. Yeah, cosplay. I've been curious about cosplay for years. Like even just like dressing up, having in a costume. I have never done that. I have never done that. Um, okay, except when I was a kid and we just got like a superhero costume and I was Supergirl. Oh, and the other time, once I dressed up as the White Ranger, once I was the White Ranger for in primary school, which I liked so much. I remember I was taking a picture, but I have no idea where that picture is. If like, man, that was you, that was back when there weren't digital cameras or like, yeah. So like, some teacher might have a picture of me um, in a group of other girls and whatnot, and I'm a white, I'm the White Ranger. It was actually a yellow ranger costume but it but in the bag it was like the mask was the yellow ranger and then the thingy was the white ranger so i'm like the white ranger with the yellow mask and i don't mind because i think the white ranger is cool um yeah next is oh wait no about more about the cosplay sorry so this year i did cosplay um i tried cosplay for the first time um i actually put the effort into making a costume um it was it was kind of last minute but the thing is like I did do a lot of I did get my hands dirty um, so it was a Bellatrix costume um, so what I did was I have this I cut up this shirt like to have holes on the shoulder like how Bellatrix this thing is I ordered a corset um, like a black corset a black uh, corset which is kind of Bellatrix style and over my I have a long black skirt but I didn't want to paint over it, so what I did is I got some tool and I painted like the patterns, the little spirally patterns on Bellatrix's thing, and then I made a wand out of um, uh, out of a paintbrush, polymer no a paintbrush, air drying clay, and I painted over it and varnished it, um, and I even like did the little engravings on Bellatrix's wand. I still have that wand. It's um back in essay in my jewelry drawer. Yeah. <laughs> So that was really fun, like cosplaying for the first time. And then the second day, I wasn't expecting to go on the second day, but my friend uh, Janos needed some help with some taking pictures. And I haven't sent him the pictures till now. So if you ever listen to this, Janos, I, I will probably get on that today and tomorrow. It might be late, but I do think about it. It haunts me that I never sent you the photos which I took of the event. Um, yeah. Hello, Auntie B. Sorry, I got interrupted for a bit. My door doesn't lock, so if someone just walks in, they walk in. Yeah. Um, but yes, uh, yes, it haunts me almost every night. I think about sending those pictures, and I will. I will do it uh, before the new year. I will do it. I cannot go into twenty twenty with uh, with unfulfilled promises. Um, well, promises which I take seriously, which was that one that I would take the pictures, I would edit them, I would make them look good, and I would send them to you. Yes, so I will send those pictures. Yeah, so on that second day, I dressed up as a beret girl. Like, it was like a really last minute thing, but it felt fun. It felt fun. Um, yeah, I'll put those, I'll put the pictures in somewhere. Somewhere I'll have the pictures. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was number eight. Number nine is I became a plant mom accidentally. <laughs> so my fr I've actually always kind of wanted a plant um, but then I thought that 
I didn't have the, I thought that I wouldn't be able to look after one. I thought that, uh, I, you know, I'm not that, I, oh, because before, like, my time management was really bad. And I was like, oh, how can I water something every day? And I don't think I'll be able to look after it. But um, when a friend of ours, Olga, was moving out of uh, Port Elizabeth, she left a plant baby. She left her a bonsai ficus with no name. And yeah, it was we were literally going to the airport and she had it in a bag. And she was like, who wants this plant? And you know, people were like, uh, and I'm like, I'll take it. I shall take this child and I shall look after it. And um, yeah, it's actually been pretty interesting. Like right after that day, I, I started looking up bonsai videos on YouTube and I learned how to look after a it's a bonsai ginseng ficus um so i mean like it was in a bowl which didn't have any holes at the bottom so but it, it was there for some time and i had to repot it at some point and yeah i like it and right now um right now oh her name is olga by the way so i named the plant olga so olga would always be with us even though she's in Joburg, she's always with us in pe uh so little olga is being babysitted babysat my friend Kaya who sends me pictures to make sure she's alive. So thank you Kaya for looking after baby Olga. Uh, number 10 is making a non game jam game. So yeah, I am interested in slash involved in a lot of game dev stuff. And one thing which I've always been like uh i've always been like someday i'll make a game and it won't just be a game jam game um but the thing is like in my head i was always like it's, uh, in my head i made it a big deal i made it a really big deal like if i make a game and it's not a game jam game or it's not just for a game jam it has to be like really big and massive and whatnot um or something like it has to i was like it has to be substantial it has to be uh, uh, uh. um but um so there is a project um by Rami Ishmael. Um, he's half of Vlambeer. You may have heard of him. But yeah, he ha he launched a project at the beginning of the year um, called Meditations. And it's every day of the year, you have a meditation game. Every day of the year, um, you have a little game. So if you download their launcher every single day of the year, you have a little meditative game that you can play. And it's, and like, so that's like 366 games because it's playable on leap years as well and those games um each of them are made by different people so i thought it was such a cool thing um and i would play some things and but then at, the, at towards the end of the year uh they said that they needed some more people to fill in the december month because i think people dropped out or something and i quickly responded yes so i was like yeah let me do it yeah jupiter said so i saw jupiter's tweet jupiter hadley's tweet she was like, we're looking for people to do that. And I was like, yes, I shall do this. I want to do it. I want to do it. And I was like, oh, what have you gotten into? What have you gotten into? You haven't made a game in in years or anything. But when you when I looked at the re requirements, because the games people were making were so beautiful, even though they were tiny. They're like, it's like 30 seconds of play, but it's so tiny. Um, when I looked at the requirements, they said the game shouldn't be like more than six hours of work in total and stuff like that. So they're really asking, they were really asking for like, small small games so i was like hmm 
I can do this. I can do this. Like it's it's even less work than a game jam game somehow. Well, less work, but you have more time, and you can plan things out better. So, I in so my game is called Graduation Day, and it's playable on the fourteenth of December every year. Um, there is a GIF on my Twitter timeline of it. It's of my brother's graduation day with my mom there where you just have to throw hearts at them, which is pretty cute. Oh, someone also did a video, uh, Luke and Luke, Luke and Luke. They, they made a video of it and it was a, such a nice um, thing you seeing other people because the whole thing of my game was just to celebrate other people. So I was celebrating my brother and my mom on that day. Um, yeah, and they, it, watching someone else play the little game and they, cause I said celebrate someone today. Um, and they're a couple and they were celebrating each other and that they I like so I was like oh it actually yeah you know it made a positive impact which is pretty nice like uh, no I, like thinking about it is this was a really tiny game and I'm just like oh you can put like you can really you know change someone's way of thinking or even just for a little moment like make someone do something interesting with a game so yeah, that's why I love games, man. That's why I love games. That's why I love games. And I'll forever, I don't, yeah, I'll probably be involved in the games industry for a long time, for a long time, especially the Africans game industry, African games industry. We need more games made by Africans. Which comes to my next point, number 11. 11 out of 20, by the way. Um, 11, uh, which, this one's a big one. So... This was the launch of my new initiative, Prosarium.net. That's Prosarium.net, P-R-O-S-E-A-R-I-U-M. Think of pros and then area. <laughs> so it's an initiative to get a thousand African women to create and self-publish their own games. Uh, because um, there, you know, the games industry is growing um, all over the world. Like. Globally, the games industry is double, um, earns double the revenue of, no, not even double, sorry, it earns more than the film and music industry combined, combined globally. And just think about that, just think about that. And I'm like, yo, we need more Africans in this. Um, and, but I, I want to be more specific with my approach to that because the thing is, I, there are other people on the continent working towards that. There are other people on the continent working to, um, um yeah make uh, give africa a place in the games industry but what i noticed is that yo we don't have women developers we like it's so like blatantly obvious like blatantly right there that we don't have women developers uh women game developers or games made by women or women being involved in games in africa it's just it's like right there and i'm like myself as a woman in games i just can't like i can't go on like with a good with a, with good conscience or just like even just like how can I just continue in this space knowing that other people like me like I mean that's the whole reason Africans like um, come together um, for things like this like the Africans in games is because they notice that Africans are underrepresented and in that I feel the same way about being a woman in games like I'm like there aren't that many African women being represented in games whether it's as creators whether it's as characters 
Um, yeah, and but I know that African women, look, African women writers, bruh, African women writers are like top notch. Think about it. Nnedi Okorafor, um, yeah, Tom, Tommy Adeyemi, I hope I said the name right, but it's Children of Blood and Bone. Look, Chimamanda, like there's a long list, like I don't even need, but like we know African women are creative, we know African women are great entrepreneurs. So I'm like, and no, no, they're great in film as well, Genevieve Naji. What? Like, come on. Like, there is a space. There is a space that they can fill in the games industry. And I want that. I want to see that in the future. So, yeah, launching that new initiative. I launched it at Playtopia. Um, that was Make Games Africa. Oh, and I launched it on my... Oh, wait. I mean, in my head, I launched it on my birthday, which is the 5th of December. But I actually spoke about it first publicly on the 7th of December. But the anniversary is always going to be on my birthday. So I launched that. And within the next year, I'm hoping, and I'm actually very sure, um, we're going to be able to um, profile a hundred African women who have made games, or in fact, even just within this time. Um, yeah, so that's about the Prosarium.net launch. That was probably the most important thing of the year for me, because it's something which I'm really putting like my soul into. And whatnot and that was yeah so that was number 11 um so we're going up to 20 but actually um the rest of these that was the most important one the rest of these i don't i, I don't need to explain like that much um yeah so number 12 is completing an online course um i've been wanting to get better skills in fact let me specifically say completing an android course online like I've been wanting to be an Android developer like I like UI and make and uh, making great user experiences uh, and everyone has an Android just about everyone has an Android and you know even the most like everyone has an Android phone and everyone cares about whether their app is nice or not everyone cares about the functionality of the app so I figured um, the best way for me to be involved in human computer what human computer interaction okay why am i going so deep into it just basically i want to make nice apps for people <laughs> so i'm all finished i'm kind of almost finished um with an android course on plural site it was part of the google africa scholars program thing i don't know but um i got up to the end of the course yay and i am going and, and by the way this isn't even the first time i tried i tried before and i just couldn't commit man this time management think Thing has helped me out a lot um, but yeah I'm done with the course and my exam is scheduled for I believe the, between the 24th and 20 something of January and hopefully after that exam I'll be a certified Android developer oh my gosh like that'll be so great because I I mean I did put time into this um, yeah um, that was number 12 right yeah Number 13 is Pokemon Shuffle. Yes, this is a weird thing, but okay, I've, I've loved Pokemon forever. I have Pokemon, um, I mean, I've played, have I played all of them? I've, I've played every generation except black and white because I think, I mean, I'd never owned um, the DS, the regular DS um, or whatever. I should probably find a way to get black and white, but anyway, I love Pokemon, even played Pokemon Go and whatnot. Though, eh, deleted it from my phone because it was just, uh, I kind of like got tired of it. But hey, 
So about Pokemon Shuffle. So it's a match three Pokemon type thing. You know, I didn't even know what it was. Like I got it for free on my 3DS. Like I just, I don't know if it like, I got it from Street Pass or something. And it's a match three game. I guess like Candy Crush. I've never played Candy Crush before, but I know people are addicted to it. Um, the reason why I haven't played it is because like I was crazy about Bejeweled. I don't know if people remember the game Bejeweled. I don't even remember which one it was. It was Bejeweled 1, 2, 3, but I was crazy about that game. And I played it and played it and played it. And I was just like, every time I see another match three game, I'm just like, you mean like Bejeweled? Like, bro, I played that. Like, you can't like get me into this again. But Pokemon Shuffle is so fun and I'm playing it every day and I'm checking in online every day. I need to check in today actually. Yeah, so I got into Pokemon Shuffle. I got grabbed into the match three thing after I looked down on it. Um, even my big brother Jabu, like he was, he he would always say like, you know, Candy Crush is really good, and he said I like match three games, and I'd be like, mm, yeah. <laughs> and now when he, when I told him like, okay, okay, you're right, match three games also, I'm like yeah, Pokemon Shuffle is fun. Um, yeah, that was number thirteen. Number fourteen is a good, stable, a stable hair routine, a stable hair routine. So I have dreadlocks. Um, I've had dreadlocks since 2014. So what, this is like the fifth year since April, 2014. So next year will be their five year or six year anniversary. I don't know, I can't do math. Um, but yeah, can I tell you like finding products for dreadlocks, uh, natural hair, first of all, finding products for natural hair that work for, you, work for you, that is super hard. Finding products for dreadlocks is also hard. It's pretty hard because you don't want dry hair. I mean, oh, actually, everyone wants their own things with dreadlocks. Some people, like, they just want their dreadlocks to look good. They don't care about how they feel. Some people want their dreadlocks to feel good. They don't care about how they look. Some people, um, yeah, some people just don't care at all. Um, so for me, I'm like, I want my dreadlocks to feel good and look okay. And the feel good part is I don't want them to have residue in them. And finding products that don't, that that don't leave residue is tough um so yeah uh, finding a routine where i would have little residue in my hair it would smell good feel clean still um feel kind of soft um because you'll you never have like like soft afro-y dread dreadlocks like that's really hard to have like with mature dreadlocks um but my dreadlocks i, I believe are soft my dreadlocks are pretty soft i got a nice routine down um little residue and even like with retwisting my hair i don't go to the salon i do my hair myself i used to re retwist my hair with gel and i kind of hated that because gel does like attract stuff to your hair but i think um my maybe it's my hair being longer now um it's like um down my back like almost well it's everything is like at my bra strap um yeah, bra strap length, that's natural hair, um, that's the natural hair term, full bra strap length, that's how long my hair is. Um, yeah, and it's been growing pretty fast and it feels good, like my routine, um, every two weeks or every week, uh, condition, deep condition, conditioning first, so that you don't have residue, deep condition first, in fact, use a hot oil treatment sometimes if I want and then deep clean it um, with, and it's funny that I, I used the, the, the products which I used to use when my hair was relaxed, the products which worked then. But I guess that just speaks to how um, with natural hair, what works for you, it works for you. Like, 
Like what works for your hair works for your hair. Like what's work what worked for my hair when it was relaxed? Um, in terms of moisturizing my hair works for my hair now that it's locked. I don't know if I'm making sense, but yeah. Um, that's my hair routine and who if anyone out there is listening to like washing every two weeks, what and they're like uh yeah, I don't I don't need to go down this thingy but with natural hair uh you don't wash it too frequently um I, I i can wash it once a week if i want but i can't wash it too much it actually takes like a day to dry my hair takes a whole day to dry um even if i blow dry it and um and other than that my hair is always wrapped up and you know, when i go to sleep and it's in a top knot when i go home, um it's in a top knot when i'm out of the house it's rarely down like it's only down when after i wash it so that it air dries quicker but yeah Ah, finally, a good hair routine, which I think I can stick to for the next few years, hopefully. Uh, that was number 14. Number 15 is a taser. Er, um, I, never, I never thought I'd ever be the type of person to ever own a taser. But, you know, with what was happening in the middle of the year, the femicide, and there were actually people getting abducted in Port Elizabeth, like, um, kind of abducted. Like, the students who got abducted from the taxis. Uh, min that's minibuses for the rest of the continent, I believe. Um, I think I feel like it's only in South Africa where they call them taxis, minibuses, tro tro, matatu. Yeah, that's what we call them in other places. Um, yeah, so they it's the public transport, and they um, there was a time when students from the university got abducted. And they just dropped them off in Walmer. Like they got abducted and mugged and dropped them off in Walmer. Um, thank goodness, like nothing else happened to them. But like you know, hearing that and all the femicides, all the women getting murdered in SA, um, I was like, I was fearing for my life. Like, I I had a panic attack, like, which took me like three days to recover from. And the last time I had a panic attack like that was 2017, uh, when I failed the test when I thought I failed the test and I did fail it um yeah so yeah a taser I own a taser wow I unboxed that this year um number 16 is crop tops wearing crop tops I've actually owned crop tops for what okay well last year I got some crop tops um but how did I wear them I forgot how I wore them I think I have worn them before so this isn't really an unboxing but I guess wearing them more casually and inside Port Elizabeth. Um, you know you know how people are like, uh, you know, oh, well, how before, before we were like, oh, you need to have like a flat tummy for the crop tops and whatnot. Like before crop tops were like crop top and whatever, loca. I don't need to explain this because I'm pretty sure people know all about this. Um, anyway, yeah, I wear crop tops now and they're hella cute and I actually really like them. Um, I have a couple and I want to get a few more. Um, one has Pokemon in it, on it. That's like my favorite shirt of all, all of them. And it's the one which I always get compliments on. So yeah, crop tops. Um, ba, 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 18. Or is it 19? Or is it 17? It's 17. It's 17. 17. Board game nights. Oh, this also isn't really an unboxing, but I mean like I've been going more to friends like to play board games with other people which i love so much um uh yeah oh yes it's mostly yanis again thank you yanis for the board game nights 
um, I'll send you your pictures yes <laughs> that's all but board games um, yeah even with other people like um, yeah that was also a big part of me like improving my social intelligence and socializing skills a lot me going out and playing games with people that was fun uh, number 18 is painting um, I the closest I was doing to painting um, before this was digital painting like I got a stylus and on my tablet and I bought ArtRage uh, which I still think is a pretty good app like it's a pretty decent app now I've seen other better apps but you know what I still like ArtRage um, and I already paid for it damn it um, but I actually bought paint um, gouache and some coasters and yeah I there was a day when like I think it was like after exams and I I just I just really wanted to paint something and I painted a tiny coaster um, and it just felt so good and I want to do more painting um, yeah I like I know a shop where I can get a little get canvases even tiny canvases but first I need to finish painting these coasters um, oh, man it just feels so good even just thinking about it is relaxing sometimes doing stuff like that away from a screen is just awesome number 19 number 19 is age of mythology the board game so age of mythology is a game it is like a spin-off of age of empires it's like age of empires except with god powers for each civilization you choose and depending on the god you worship in the path and yo that's actually my favorite game of all time with my family um like we've had it for years it still holds up i love it i love that game um and like the servers don't work so well so i can't play online with other people in other places um so when i was at connect oh that was where i cosplayed by the way connect which is the e the port elizabeth geek convention i saw um people selling age of mythology the board game and i was like what there's a board game there's a board game i did not even know that and we lit I, I bought so i bought it then and we unboxed it on christmas eve like I, I saved it for christmas eve like i didn't look at it i didn't look at any roles like i learned how to play with my brothers my little brothers and that game took long to play it but it got fun it got fun um we played it for like five hours i think like a total of five or six hours the power even went while we were playing it and we were playing um under like a torchlight like a led lamp we we're playing under an led lamp like oh my gosh that game was so fun um it was tiring it was tiring i think i'm gonna add, add like a um maybe i'll I'll add some of the recordings because i did record this playing it like i had to stop a lot of times because i wasn't expecting it to take that long i wasn't expecting it to take that long but yeah that was um what we unboxed for number 19 and number 20 number 20 is pretty self-explanatory but another big thing i unboxed this year is podcasting podcasting yes so i'm podcasting now sita tries to podcast that is me trying to podcast so i unboxed that and those are 20 things i unboxed in 2019 so i don't know if you want to have a little unboxing day of your own tell me what you unboxed or tell yourself what you unboxed in 2019 just remind yourself of the things the new things which you did the new things which you tried the things you accomplished and all that and that is it i hope you guys have a happy new year stay safe and all that stuff roads be dangerous 
um, stay in one place. Um, yeah, don't get too crazy on New Year's Eve. Have fun. Say, tell your family you love them. And goodbye. So that has been episode 5 of CT Tries to Podcast. Episode 5 of 8, I have now decided, um, well, according to my schedule, my timeline, um, the 8th episode will be the last one because that'll be when I'm heading back home. I might already be back in Port Elizabeth. Um, I'll be writing an AI exam on the 8th. The 10th, sorry, the 10th of January. I'll be writing an AI exam on the 10th of January. So the podcast has to end sometime before that. And uh, I'll see you guys in the new year. No, no, no. I'll see you guys on Monday, on the 30th. I'll see you on New Year's Eve Eve with episode 6. Goodbye.